0: Tonight's Survivor Know-It-All's recap of the Survivor Game Changers premiere is sponsored by 5-4 Club menswear. For just $60 a month, get two to four seasonally curated items of clothes to help your wardrobe get the game change that it needs. Just select your style profile and get the clothes sent to you every single month for just $60. And right now with promo code RHAP, you get a double package for your first month. That's $240 worth of clothing for only $60 with promo code RHAP at 54 clubcom That's F-I-V-E-F-O-U-R-Club.com.
1: The smartest guys around Are about to break it down Like they've won the game a million times
0: Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all
1: Survivor no it all Survivor know it all.
0: That's right. The Survivor Know It Alls are back here. The Survivor Game Changers and Stephen Fishback. The Game Changers season is upon us. If you're gonna
1: podcast, podcast now and do it with
0: Fishback. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And Stephen, it's a dark was... hour at this time. There's
1: been a great disturbance oh, in the force. God. This was look. We knew this had to happen, and yet still. It's like what, what are the, the the stages of grief? Because like I'm in all of all them. of them. It's terrible. All of them. Uh, I have, except acceptance. I'm not at acceptance. No, I'm at no denial, bargaining. Maybe anger. maybe by the end of this we can reach bargaining. But <laughs> we've got a lot to
0: talk through here tonight. Thank you guys. Uh, those of us who are joining us live here for the know it alls. A little bit of a later start time. Somebody had a life. Stephen Fishback had to have a party with his friends.
1: Yes, I, it was so fun. A bunch of uh, big fans and a bunch of patrons came. Uh, I'm in Providence now. We we had a great time, and uh, really excited to be talking to you, Rob. You know, we're 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 legitimate friends, but we rarely talk outside of the Survivor season. So as much as I enjoy talking about Survivor. Just, this is a big step for us out.
0: that you have now publicly declared that we are friends. That you've been uh, reticent to do this <laughs> in the past. Okay, but let's not make it be about us because we have a lot to talk about tonight in a Ugh. historic night, I believe, in Survivor history, Stephen. Whoa. Because Why? at this hour, we are talking about we are talking about Sri Easton. We are talking about Tony Vlacos going home, back to back. And in my mind, those yeah. are the two faces of the big moves era of Survivor. And to lose them back to back in one yeah. night, I do believe that maybe this could be the first night of the end
1: of the big moves era of Survivor. Oh, I think you're wrong. I think they just reaped what they sowed. I think, you know, if, big you, moves if you is done. the- I don't... Oh, I couldn't disagree more. I think you reap the, the big moves. You sow, you sow the big moves and you reap the big moves. I don't know. They got big moves. You know, Sandra pulled the big moves. Sandra, whose strategy is anything... but Anyone but me. Uh, you know, whose whole Existence is based on not making big moves. Suddenly, is rallying forces to her and eliminating Tony. She's pulling big moves.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we will talk about all that. Let's just set the stage here tonight. We're going to be taking your questions. Hashtag R H A P. Scott Saint Pierre is standing by. uh, That I've got uh, not one but two live feed correspondents uh, that drifting around this room right now. As Alex Kidwell and Taryn Armstrong are here for moral support uh, behind. <laughs> me for the show, so that's
1: exciting. that screenshot. That's gonna be yeah. The they're going to stay my up all night drinking background.
0: coffee to do a Big Brother Canada Five podcast in the morning. Uh, we are going to have double exit interviews for you with both Sierra and Tony coming up in the morning, and then Stephen Fishback, your buddy Vitas bushkowskis is coming by oh. the studio to sit down with me and talk about the episode. And then on Friday, we're going to have our voicemail feedback show with Chaos Cast, and I'm sure she will have a lot to say. And I'm not going to want to hear anything negative about Tony. I know,
1: I know. Blood versus water returnees don't have a great track record, huh? I didn't even put it together with Vetus and then
0: Sierra. It's crazy to think that two people of the Tadhana tribe would go on to be first boots in their respective, uh, well, actually, not even respective, in, in uh, subsequent seasons. Uh, that would happen to Sierra and to Vetus. All right, I, we have to start with Tony. We'll get to everything going on with yeah. Sierra, but we have to start with Tony. And of course, if you want to make sure you don't miss any of those podcasts, Rob has a website.com slash iTunes to subscribe to the podcast. It's the best time to subscribe and star ratings and feedback on itunes don't kill you either okay so let's uh talk about tony going out steven how much of tony's departure tonight was already cast from survivor kagiyan versus any mistakes he may have made in survivor 34
1: you know what like i came into tonight thinking tony uh, there's no way tony's making it through like a two-boot episode where his tribe goes to tribal council twice And he didn't. That said, he certainly wasn't doing himself any favors. So I got to say, like, I think his number was up from the get go. And I think he really like he held out that number. He was like, my number's up, guys. Uh, Number over here. What, what, What do you think, Rob? I do
0: think that Tony uh like he, he was uh, in true Tony fashion he was so up and down. I thought yeah. that he was crazy to come out as hot as he did of like yeah. hey everybody I'm going to go look for the idol now and then yeah. uh like but he was playful and I think that in that was endearing in a way to people and I think that he did ingratiate himself But I do think that the place where he ended up going wrong, I was so happy when about 10 minutes into the second hour when Tony is talking about, "Okay, this is my new alliance. I've got Aubrey. I have Sandra. I have Malcolm. I have Caleb. I was like, "Ah, oh, my God, this is great. This is perfect. Okay, Yeah. I was like, uh, this is let's let's do this. Let's do this. This is going to be fantastic. And like by the end of that commercial break, Tony and Sandra are going to be going (laughs) after each other. That yeah. that the issue with Tony and you and I have you know uh, talked he can't sit still. That's yeah. the issue with Tony, and that's why he's so great. But he can't sit still. And there was that shot of him where everybody in the tribe is sleeping; he's the only one. He's standing up. He, it's the middle of the night. All he has to do is just go to sleep. But that's not that's not Tony. And, again, that's he's talked about this many times where, you know, during the day, I have, that I'm, I'm running around being crazy. And then at night, my mind is racing about all the things. How do I fix the problems that I did? And, you know, he just starts thinking about he needs to build this spy bunker. And he goes out <laughs> in the middle of the night not expecting Troy, Zan, and Sandra to be out there. And then it looks like that he may ultimately get the jump on them. I'm not sure why he confronted them after – they had, I don't know maybe if they had spotted him, but it seemed like he went on the offensive when uh, – that he jumped out of the bushes when they were talking at 4 o'clock in the morning.
1: Well, that said, like if you see two people talking strategy and you walk over to them, I don't think that's a bad move. I think that's actually a pretty good move. They're going to be taken aback. They're going to stumble. I think that's a really good opportunity, especially like late at night, to actually gain a lot of information. The thing that I couldn't believe about that con- conversation – and like obviously we're seeing like you know, tiny excerpts of something that happened over you know, a longer period of time – but like, why? What are like? Why are Sandra and Troy giving him the worst lies in the world? You know, like, what, oh, we were talking about the waves. Oh, we came over here to talk about the crates. Like, obviously, yeah, Tony's not the conversation. That. Like that we saw. It was fine. It yeah. was fine.
0: They were they were talking about that. Troy's and I believe his exact words were: "Should we worry about Tony? No, nobody's going to go with him. Right? And you know, I. Th- why can't you just tell that to Tony? Like, yeah, just yeah, say we were talking Tony. About that we're how talking nobody's going uh, to go with you. How you and know we, we think you're okay? We want to be with not. you.
1: Yeah. yeah, like the 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 badness of their lie. Like I think anyone in Tony's position would be like, oh my god, these guys are out to get me. I got to make a move. I mean." Here's but here's what I want to I want to run this by. Here's my theory about Tony. I think Tony was so overhyped as Tony, the guy with the llama voice, and the guy with the idols, and the guy with the spy shack. That he came into this season almost like feeling like he needed to like be Tony, you know, play the role of Tony, and it kind of reminded me of Coach. In Heroes vs. Villains, where like before Heroes vs. Villains even started, Coach was like, "I'm gonna call Courtney Nineveh, and I'm gonna call JT Sir Galahad." You know, every single person on Heroes vs. Villains, Coach had their Arthurian name ready to go. He went in more to play the character of Coach than he did to play to play the game of Survivor, and I kind of got a little bit a little bit of that with Tony tonight. You know, the Spy Bunker the most ridiculous survivor hole since Rupert's Shelter and all stars, you know, like this was, I mean, so silly in no situation is, no, you know what, how I can't even imagine this working like right by the water. Well, a giant hole in the ground and Tony's under it. Like,
0: right. That being I mean, said, Stephen, that what did not work is also what makes Tony great. At the same time, like it's two sides right. of the same co- of the same
1: coin. Well, and, that's what I, my my theory is: is that like you know he got so fixated on the window dressing of like I got to get the idols, I got to make the spy bunker. He stopped being the amazing super powered strategist that he is. Yeah, and
0: for Sandra as well, I, I felt like that there was too much. Uh, pride between Sandra and Tony I'm the queen. I I thought that that thing yeah that devolved so quickly between them where I had been saying since the, you know, when I uh, first uh, found out about the cast on February 8th, Steven, that Tony and Sandra need to work together. They need each other. And Sandra really, she won the the battle tonight, but I don't know if this was great for her prospects long-term because she said it was like, they, they said all the right things to each other of we need to be in the end with each other. We, us winners have to look out for each other. We need, need to make sure that you and I are working together because then they're both big targets and it was going to be such a mutually beneficial relationship for them. But both of them, I'm not going to cast blame on one over the other, but both of them so quickly got away from that.
1: Fell apart so fast. I completely agree. Um, And I think think you're right to identify it as sort of this like mutual pride thing where, you know, Sandro really needs to be the queen. And but like Tony's kind of like he's the Tony. Uh, you know, and he wants to be the king, but like really like in in a way, just being like m- such a big character, you know, he's got his own like, um, you know, it, you know, he's threatening to Sandra in a way. And, and uh, I think I think you're right that there probably is a question of of mutual pride. And I thought Sandra was playing up the Sandra stick, too. And like, I love the Sandra stick. Like, I love all of the like the queen stays queen and adios. But she said that three times, you know, she said that at all of her voting confessionals and I think in an earlier confessional as well. That's three times we saw like who knows how many times she actually said that. Mm -hmm. So as much as I loved it, I'm like, if you're trying to create your own catchphrase, you're you know, you're you're. Getting, you're, you're playing the character more than you're playing the game.
0: Yeah, and for Sandra, uh, first off, let's give her a lot of credit because I've yes. always said the worst-case scenario for Sandra, she's been very lucky that she hasn't gone to a lot of tribal yes, councils early in her career in any season that she's played on. This was worst-case scenario for Sandra to go true to two losses. tribal councils. I totally agree, yeah. Yeah, early on in the game, she survives both of them. And, and I, I have to be honest, I thought she was going out at the second tribal council. I was surprised well, to see the votes be Tony.
1: And I think that, like, you know, it's a, to your point, that's a major, you know, a major feather in her cap that, like, everyone has always said about Sandra. That's been the sort of detracting remark. Like, oh, of course she lasts because, like, she's on these tribes that win. Here she is. She's on a tribe that loses twice. Uh, She's at. She's on a try that loses very narrowly, too. That last loss by uh, was, was you know, like seconds well, uh, thanks away. thanks to
0: Milk, um, uh, That they, I mean, they, they, would, they should have lost by like 45 minutes, and then Malcolm <laughs> ended up uh, making um, up a lot of ground at the end. I don't know why, but, why Michaela was feeling like she needed to get in there after Malcolm brought them back from the dead in that competition, but we can get into that later. But I thought that Sandra got away from herself in that second vote, Stephen, where the Sandra game has always traditionally right. been anybody Nobody, yeah. but me, and in that second vote, she was, it has to be Tony. It has to well, be Tony. And we've to seen her fair in the past. It needs to be Russell. It needs to be Russell. It needs to be Russell. But at the point where it is not Russell, she's able to, you know, back off a little bit. I didn't get the sense that she
1: was going to back off of Tony. But to be fair, Tony is targeting her at this point. You know, to be fair, like, I, I think the, the chronology, and I, I had trouble... Totally parsing the chronology and and maybe you know by tomorrow it'll all make sense. It's a it, real it's, Greedo Han Solo situation. <laughs> yeah, like it really is. You know, but I think that like Sandra's perspective was like, first like Sandra's like, I gotta get Tony out because he's being a jerk. And then Tony's like, well, I gotta get Sandra out because she's coming for me. And then Sandra's like, I gotta get Tony out because he's coming for me. But it to be fair to Sandra, it did seem like she was reacting to Tony targeting her. I
0: thought it was that. Tony got in Sandra's face and was too confrontational with her, so that was mm-hmm. bad on Tony. And then Sandra said, "You know what? I can't be. I'm not having this. I got to get rid of Tony. I, I can't right. stand him." Then she started. Jeff Varner even commented, "Like, wow, she got uh, a whole five person alliance together in 15 minutes." And Jeff Varner yeah. was great tonight, by the way. Jeff was uh, great. Yeah, he was I, I great. I forgot in a year how good Jeff Varner is. There's so many
1: people. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, I mean, we'll talk about her later. But Seree, my
0: god, Seree, yeah, it was great. Um, so. They, she get, she got this five-person alliance together to go yeah. after Tony, which looked like to me it was Sandra, Troy Zan, Jeff Varner, Haley, Haley. and Michaela, I believe, was uh, number five. Michaela was definitely
1: a swing vote there, so yeah. She was a swing vote.
0: But, Stephen, I was very surprised where you had on the other side, you had – Tony and Aubrey and then Caleb with Malcolm and Maybe. trying to pull Michaela over. And Michaela's whole thing was win, win, win. Uh, I just want to win y'all one voice. And ultimately she goes
1: with the side of Sandra. I wondered how, so here's, so I, I want to talk through this cause it was very confusing to me too, because you know, the, there's a very clear and compelling argument for those five people to, to, to actually vote out Sandra there. Um, And they all made the case very lucidly. So I'm wondering like, you know, you, if it was like a true decoy, like everyone kind of had that feeling of like, Tony's driving us all crazy. He's running in circles. He's digging holes in the sand. Like we just need him out for peace of mind so we can move forward as a tribe together. You know, granted like they've got to know they're going to be swapping soon, right? They've got to know they're going to be swapping soon. Right. Um, but, but, uh, cause we're in the three tribe era of survivor. They have to know they're going to three. That's it. Um, You know, and so like, was it like maybe this was like a a total decoy by the producers of like they were never really considering Sandra because if they were, if Sandra really was a viable target, I do not understand why they didn't vote for her. I mean, do they know for
0: sure they were going down to three tribes? It just seems like that. Obviously, like that, the Cambodia model is out there. But I mean, this is a season of game changers. You know, they could get down to fifteen and go to three tribes of five potentially. I don't know necessarily that they had to go to. And we've seen in the previews there will be a swap coming up uh, after this uh, tribal council. So good on anybody who was predicting swap in that tribe. But just to lose Tony after. They lost the challenge uh, yeah. because of a lack of strength to keep in yeah. a situation. You know, one of the other benefits of Sandra's tribes in previous seasons has been they've won the first couple of, of immunity challenges. They've been able to sit Sandra out of challenges where yes. in a bigger tribe now you have to play her. And, you know, that will loom large where we get to tribes of six where uh, you'll have to, uh, you know, she'll have to be in uh, some battle of three I tribes don't know. of six.
1: For the most part, most survivor challenges, though, it's like, it's not, they're not, like, you don't need an evenly stacked group. Like, it's typically, like, these three will do the physical part, and then this, these two will do yeah. the, the mental part. And she part. is very
0: good at the puzzles, even though she She's came very very up short on the puzzle uh, in yeah. the episode tonight. So that's interesting. But, Stephen, if you were out there, if this was, say, Bion, and you were in this position, go, say, and even if you said, okay, well, we're going to go into Tribes of Six, yep. what would that decision have come down to? Just like who do I have the better working relationship with, or would you factor in strength versus somebody who is uh, going to be able to get under the radar like Sandra?
1: I think ultimately it does come back down to working relationship obviously it comes down to not just that but like who do my allies want out like where am I you know but if just as a as an observer I would think Tony's a much bigger target um on the other hand like you know Tony's going to be really idol friendly Sandra's not like scrambling in the dirt for idols you don't want people out there who are looking for idols I don't know it's it would be a really hard She did hard find choice. an idol in Heroes versus Villains. That's true. She did find an idol in in Heroes versus Villains. Yeah. I'm so interested to know why
0: Malcolm ultimately made the decision. We didn't get to see his thoughts on the matter. We saw a lot of Caleb talking about, we need to keep Tony around. We need to keep Tony around. And it, we saw a push to Michaela. We saw Caleb even pushing to Michaela. I did think that Beast Mode Cowboy uh, came across pretty well in the episode. Go, although it
1: was very, I'd say it was very funny, like right out of the gate when he and Tony and Sandra walked off together. Like, you know, these are the two players who he's uh, said are overrated and suddenly he's Mm -hmm. like teaming up with both of them. Right. Um, But I thought, yeah, I thought he came off great. He was like super, um thoughtful, I, you know, I mean, was he a strategic master? He was totally, he was fine. He was, he was, he was good. But I don't think we saw him even strategize once in Survivor Co. Wrong. So it was a,
0: you know, yeah. a, you know, uh, a great night for Beast Mode Cowboy. But yeah. I thought that the Malcolm uh, factor and, and especially at Tribal Council where Malcolm was talking about, I love Tony. Tony is so great. Yeah. And I don't know, it seemed like that, I don't know people just felt like, okay, let's uh, do a lot of sucking kneecaps with Tony because uh, we don't, we're worried that he could potentially have the idol. But everybody I thought was very complimentary of Tony.
1: Yeah, I, I got the sense that that was, that they all were like, we love him, he's such a great character, but he's driving us crazy, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, you know, you've got to be afraid, you know? Like, uh, uh, in, in my blog I'm writing, you know, Dalton did that, that, you know, he interviewed all those people about who they want out first. Seven of them said, Tony, that's more than anybody else. Yeah. You know, I, I think that he just comes into this game with this huge target, Um you know, I'm sad that he didn't get a little bit more momentum. I felt like if they had won one of these, one or two of these challenges, like maybe he could have like gotten something going. If he'd made it to the swap, you know, who knows? But uh, uh, you know, I'm 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 obviously bummed. You know, Tony was one of my two major rooting interests. Uh, the other, obviously, being JT. Um, but uh, yeah,
0: so we could do easily another hour all about Tony, but we should move on. But let me just have one more question about this, Steven, That. If Tony was to play again, do you think, is it possible for him to make an adjustment or do you think that this will be the fate of Tony anytime he comes back to Survivor?
1: No, my, my comparison is coach 3.0, you know, coach, like it's like, I might say coach 2.0 comes out of the gate. Like I'm coach, you know, everyone's got their like nickname Then coach 3.0 comes back. He's dominant. He's still coach, but he's also like, he's connecting more with people. I bet Tony 3.0 knocks it out of the park. Okay. I hope so. And hopefully I- has a different style of. Well what should the third bunker be uh, in the trees? No, the trees? no. I I just think that like <laughs>
0: Tony, we just need to, like Tony is so charming and so likable. I know that his that that maybe that this this early uh boot in this season could sort of you know take some of the heat off of him coming back again. That's what I think. Yeah, and then that he just needs to be calm and the you know the friendly, charming Tony a little bit more, and you know not not so fast and and so hard out of the gate but tony is is a legend and uh, you know still my favorite survivor
1: player to watch and this takes nothing away from him i don't think no. tony really had a good shot i you know he, he played one of the greatest games ever inevitably he was going to go out early rob you know i uh, believe me look that nobody knows better than me steven okay <laughs> yeah. you don't have to tell yeah. me
0: i get yeah. it I get it. Okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, Sierra because she goes out in the first hour. And, and Stephen, I think it's probably even harder to come up with what did Sierra do wrong this time around?
1: Sierra, too. And I think this actually was the right move by her tribe. Uh, you know, you've got the girl who voted out her mom. You've got, like, Miss Big Moves. Um, and, you know, she starts the game and she's already throwing out people's names. You know, she's not adding that much to challenges – I love Sierra. I really, really like her. She's one of the, you know, the people I, I most like from, uh, my, my two survivor seasons, but, I think this is the right move.
0: Yeah. I had said that early on, I was very concerned about Sandra and Tony, the winners. And then I was also yeah. very concerned about Sierra and Jeff Varner. Jeff Varner yeah. looked fine. He was seemed like he was in no danger tonight. But I think the fine. other the other person that really was fitting in that role of the person that we just saw be very strategic and then also somebody who could potentially be holding the tribe back was Sierra. I was very worried about her coming into this season, Stephen. Did you see any difference in her? Her than uh, in the time that you last played with her back on Bayon Beach.
1: It's so hard because uh, you know you see so very we saw so very little of her. Ultimately, um, you know, I, I, she came out of the gate maybe maybe too fast and too strong. You know what I thought was interesting though is that everyone this season, and I think this is because of Jeremy, right? They see Jeremy. Jeremy's got his meat shield strategy. You know, no one, don't target the threats, right? Bring Keep the threats close to you. And 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 uh, nobody was targeting threats. In fact, everyone was a threat. Every, you know, it's like, oh, Caleb's a threat, can't target him. Aubrey's a threat, can't target him. You know, I'm a threat. Malcolm's a threat. You know, who isn't a threat? Sierra was the only person who was like, those two are threats. Like, let's get rid of them, which I thought was interesting because, you know, it did seem to me like a lot of people were sort of trying to play the Jeremy game of like, let me not, let me keep a bunch of meat shields close to me ironically you know we always say the person plays like the winner of their own season Mm -hmm. uh sierra was not playing the jeremy game and maybe she was more playing the tyson game but but uh she was she was the one saying like let's get these big players out
0: something interesting that i noticed with sierra and i also thought that sari did it and i think it tends to be a thing that does not go over well in these all-star seasons especially in the early going but i think that the idea of a uh almost like a a public, like in a group of like five or more talking about who the vote should be. That yeah. does not go over well. I was, and I was, you know, surprised to see Sierra do it. I was even more surprised to see the conversation that Siri uh, was having with Ozzy in front of everybody. Maybe she just couldn't get Ozzy alone and have any alone time with Ozzy, and she felt like she needed to have that conversation with him quick. But yes, yeah, for Sierra to be throwing names out, you know, to go back to another season where we had returning players, Sugar, that's something that she's doing in Heroes versus Villains back on Hero Beach, where she's throwing out the names of i think people like amanda uh, is somebody that the tribe should go after and there's just so many people there it's going to get back to them in a big group i don't think that you should ever throw out names in a group of more than three uh you know maybe four
1: i I guess i agree with you in theory i mean i think that's one of those things where like it works when it does it doesn't work when it doesn't work you know and it works when it works don't Don't spitball names no 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 we we I mean, look at the, later in the same episode where this, like you've got a group of five people talk around the water well and they're like, let's get out Sierra, you know, exact same things happening. You have five people they're throwing out a name. You know, I just think that like you see those scenes when they're influential, either because they blow up in someone's face or because they're successful at targeting that person. Um, I, I don't, I just think that's too broad a rule. I mean, I hear you I think, I, I think the bigger issue is early in the game on a big season like this if you're known as a big player, take a step back. But look at and, what Sandra
0: did when she wanted to try to rally the votes against Tony. We saw her one-on-one. She took Haley aside to go right, for a walk. Yes. I think that oh, that's... Oh, yeah, no question. Yeah.
1: No question that the one-on-one is the best way to like build, build, a, build a consensus. Um, but I also think it happens sometimes when people are in a group and someone's like, oh, who should we all get out? And if you say the consensus person and then someone else is like, oh, yeah, I wanted the person out too. You know, Sometimes, actually, that can be a way to... Make it happen because then the other three people there who don't have an opinion are like, great, that person, it's not me, you know? Um, so I think it could go either way. Yeah. Steven, is there anything that Sierra could have done differently? No. I think Sierra, I mean, she could have won the puzzle.
0: Yeah. Could she have come into the season with a different, like, I, I've been talking about this a lot in the preseason, that I felt like that she has come in really emboldened. You yeah. know, it's sort of like this, uh, it's been a weird, like, relationship between her, like, uh, you know, she keeps talking about big moves, and Jeff keeps talking about how, how great she is, and how he wants to play like her, and the more that, you know, she, it's, it's just right. like... they a snowball. Yeah, they both, they both go back and forth. Jeff picked her as the winner uh, of the season. And didn't he pick her in the, as the winner in Cambodia too? I, I picked her as the winner in Cambodia, but I completely did a one eighty, uh, yeah. much like your, your buddy coach on Sierra <laughs> in, uh, this season, just because I felt like that the, uh, the tides have shifted the
1: tie tide, the tide. Oh, Oh, so I, I want to take it back. Cause I do think there's something she could have done differently. I, I think coming for Sierra to come out and be throwing out names. I think that was a big mistake. I think that, you know, if Sierra had sort of, chilled out and been everyone's friend i don't think i think it's very possible she would have been targeted but it's not necessary that she would have been targeted
0: here's something else that i think hurt her uh this new twist in the game steven the idea yeah. of the tiebreak rule which automatically forces rocks i don't think that did her any favor that they brought this into the game why Because I think that you... She is the person that is the most synonymous with With that
1: situation. So I sit there like, oh, Sierra. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. It's probably a marginal thing.
0: Yeah. Um, Steven, you and I have not gotten a chance to talk about the new twist to the game that was announced. Uh, We saw it in uh, the (sighs) press... Uh, You know, about uh, a week and a half ago, but they announced it in the episode tonight. I would love to get your take. You and I have had many conversations about splitting the vote. Do you like that that has been uh, incredibly complicated by this new twist?
1: Right, I, li- I really like it as a viewer. I mean, I think I like it less as a player because it, takes, it, it really minimizes something that you have in your strategic arsenal, which is it makes it much harder to split a vote. As a viewer, it's going to really empower smaller minority alliances that maybe have an idol. It becomes much harder to, to just pick those people off. Um, and, and as a result of that, I really like it because it, it, it you know makes the, the majority alliance commit to unless they have three times the numbers. But we, you know, we can get into specifics. Um, I, I like it. Uh, you know, a lot of the action I've been I've been talking about this on Reddit a little bit. A lot of the action in Cambodia was driven by split votes. The question of how to split votes, whether or not you split votes, the danger of splitting a vote, as I know very well, because then another group of people can can come in. Uh, and then the danger of not splitting a vote. So, you know, I I think there's inherent drama in the vote split. I don't think that the vote split is, is such a bad thing, you know, especially in a chaotic season with a lot of different tribe swaps, a vote split opens up the possibility of a third faction emerging and having the majority. And, and uh, you know, that's a, a, a dangerous, a dangerous thought. Um, ultimately it hasn't actually manifested a ton of times. And, uh, I like this. I like this to try it out, right? I think this could make drive a lot of action. I think it could give smaller groups with an idol a lot more power, um, and and sort of remove one of those sort of stultifying tools that giant alliances have to pick off smaller groups. What, what do you think?
0: I was mostly down on it. I talked uh, it through with Josh on a podcast uh, we did last week when we took a look back at our uh, chapter 20, the Heroes versus Villains chapter of Evolution of Strategy. We spent about like 10-15 minutes talking it through. I thought that the Survivor had a great rule already in terms of dealing with the Rocks and that, there were, that going to Rocks was the greatest incentive to avoid tie votes. I mean, I do right. get the sense that especially the, that survivor saw what happened with Jessica Lewis last season and felt like oh what great drama to have them go to rocks let's try to have this happen more, right. but I think that from a game, gameplay, I like the idea that the rock going to rocks is like the worst thing Extreme. that you can do most of the time. Right. And you force a John Fincher, you force a Cochran to ultimately pick a side to avoid going to the rocks. Now that's sort of taken out of play. Dom and Colin did a great podcast uh, with Josh Wiggler on the same subject. They were much more bullish about it and they talked about how uh, in uh, they, they compared it to something in The Genius where there's so many more ways things could go wrong and And, uh, you know, even these perfectly laid out plans, one person could flip things around. Right. But I just think that the survivor player, other than Sierra, is usually so averse to going to Rocks. I I think it might...
1: uh, But this doesn't change that in those situations, in the Fincher... This changes it more... This is more relevant for a split vote, right? Because... In the in the face-off between two alliances of five, if anything, it makes it more extreme, right? You got to pick now, or, or you could go to rocks, you know. If anything, I think it increases the chance of the of the person flipping because they can't take that first sort of like, well, let's see what happens, uh, you know. Uh, action, they've got to flip out of the gate. I actually think if, if your concern is like the, you know, the two even-sided alliances going head-to-head, I actually think it might increase the drama there.
0: Okay, so we'll see how it plays out. I don't want to get uh, too hypothetical here tonight, and I think that it might be an interesting test to see this when we get to tribes of six. You could have a 3-3, three, three, you could have a two-two-two. 2 2 so uh, we'll see if that ends up uh, looming large. We've talked so much about the Mana tribe tonight, Stephen. We have barely touched on the Nuku tribe. Yeah. So I'm sure that many of our listeners must be wondering what are your thoughts on your uh your your great friend jt coming back
1: this for jt oh he, he nailed the things he's in a great spot right jt's in a great spot yeah uh he's he's in with this this big group no one's worried about jt he's you know he's proven himself in the challenges you know ozzy and suri are doing their little face off and jt's kind of to the side of that, but he's to the side, the better side of that. Uh, I think JT's in a a really good spot. I'm really excited. Um, you know, do I love that his one confessional was about tying the chickens? Not really. Um, but you know, uh, um, uh,
0: let me, forgive me for, uh, putting you on the spot here a little bit, but this is something that you and I have never, uh, talked about that. What kind of conversation did you have with JT before the season started? Did you give him any scouting report? Is there anything that you could share that you guys talked about?
1: There's nothing I can tell J tell JT that JT doesn't already know. You know he's so much better at this than I am. Uh, he's he's so on. You know he was nervous about Tony going out. He's like you know Tony's not predictable. Um, you know he can sort of you know you, you, he's erratic. You can he can out out fox you. He can he can see through you. Uh, you know. He, the one thing I actually think I said to him was like, it's going to switch to three tribes. I think that was like the only thing it was like a structural thing. Yeah. And I'm trying to think if I said anything about like advantages or vote splits, maybe like, you know,
0: But what about in terms of the scouting report that you're so you podcast uh, with me every week? You write the people blog in terms of like watching these players. I have to feel like that you have a dossier that is probably more robust than what JT might have.
1: Uh, He watches it, and he's got. I mean, he watches every episode. You know, I think just because people people think that because he's sort of off the grid that he's like checked out, and then just shows up to play every. Does he watch this show? Uh no, he does not watch the podcast. Right, that's, um it's it's you know Wouldn't kill him. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I you know, he he knows he knows better than I think he was excited about, you know, playing with Ozzy who he's friends with um uh or friendly with. Yeah. Uh yeah, you know, he he he, he knows these players, he knows the show. Uh, you know better than I do, so I can't. I can't. Uh, you know. Okay. Well, I mean, you could You can say he knows the game better than you
0: do. I don't think he knows the show better than you do, Stephen. I yeah. gotta. You know. All I right. gotta stand up for for my friend here. <laughs> okay. You know the show way better than he does. Yeah. I he only maybe knows so. the maybe game so. better than you.
1: Yeah. I mean, we talked. We talked a couple of times, but it's like, what do I tell this guy? Like he's like he sees it. He like he gets it on that intuitive, emotional level of like manipulation and uh, how people are. You know what people's strengths are. What people's weaknesses are. Um, you know, I you know. Okay. Well, um, l- I want to go back to JT and I want to talk about that you we touched on very
0: briefly the uh the Aussie Uh, Suri JT triangle because when we did all of these profiles of the different players coming into the season, I was very worried about Suri for two reasons. I felt like that here's Ozzy, who she had bad blood with in Fans versus Favorites, and then you had uh, JT, who she had bad blood with in Heroes versus Villains. But it almost seems as though if there is any issue uh, at all, we didn't see it, it's completely on the back burner between uh, between JT and Suri. But it was Ozzy and Suri. a lot of the talk in this episode
1: which is crazy because jt really screwed uh, uh much worse than sari screwed ozzy mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well i wonder though if it, it was if it was it was
0: jt who was uh doing the screwing of sari whereas it was sari doing
1: the screwing of ozzy so yes, yes. Yeah. so there's more there's more in it right it's, it's like jt's in the dominant position there he doesn't have to feel bad about anything uh whereas sari is in the in the Suri's not looking uh, right, to pick a this, fight with JT, whereas right, right. Ozzy might be looking to pick a fight with Suri. Yeah. Um, that scene with Suri and Ty on the rocks was my favorite scene of the whole episode. Yeah. And it's like, this is what I'm excited about with this season. It's like, this is what great gameplay is. It's someone picking up on these little moments. And great, like Ty is not, you know, he's not he doesn't have the great poker face. Right. Right. He, but he's no he, Anna Kate. I was, gonna, but, say, I was uh, gonna
0: say he's no uh, Jean Robert. Jean Robert, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but but uh, still, seeing these moments of someone like being like you paused. What does that mean? Here's how I. Here's how that's relevant. Like that's really good Survivor gameplay in my mind, and like that's what I'm excited to see. And I don't need to see any of the like shenanigans.
0: It was so fun to see.
1: Uh, is is it Suri or Shuri. Shuri Sheree. or Can Shuri? We, yeah. I wanna know what the producers are saying in their interviews with Debbie. Are they saying like Saree to like try to correct her, or are they being like Cherie to like I think they just let Debbie roll on.
0: with it, whatever she wants to do.
1: But yeah, yeah that, but I'm just saying that, so, so, so when Cherie was talking to you on the beach, what did you think? Yeah.
0: I don't maybe she just can't pronounce it. Maybe she has like a Philip Shepherd uh, type thing. But <laughs> dry ma- dry mouth. Cree has is was you know so fun. I, I love when she yeah. cracks herself up. Uh I know, that's that's, the best. that's that's really great. And yeah. that scene with Ty was pretty amazing. But but she did have a scene with Debbie that was kind of rough. Where it, I, I think she did exhibit that she does not quite know what makes Debbie tick. I don't know if anybody does, but it seemed like well, that. Debbie she, is
1: also, yeah. Oh, go ahead.
0: I, I thought that she uh, did not uh, appeal to Debbie in the way that you might want to appeal to Debbie.
1: Well, we talked about this actually during Co Wrong, which is that Debbie is much smarter than people give her credit for. Right? She's much better than you know. I think people you see Debbie and you're like. Oh, she's the wacky one, she's the kooky one. she's the fill up. But actually, Debbie is like very, very on the ball and very on point. And I think it's easy to forget that because of all of like the wackiness. and uh yeah, you know, we saw we, we saw it in Karong, you know she she was she was pretty on, on on point right. I think that Suri approached it with Debbie where she said, "Hey, look, I can
0: help you in this game." Right. Whereas the way to approach it, I think that maybe Nick Majorano might be the person who kind of did crack that, <laughs> even though Debbie did vote against him when he did go home, yeah. was the like, oh, Debbie, you're the best. Where do you, you know, uh, I mean, tell but, me about yeah, your work. routine. Suri
1: and Nick Mirano are offering very different. Right. Uh, but know. I
0: think that you, you know, you sort of like have to, you know, uh, really like grease the wheel with Debbie yeah. as opposed to try to give like Debbie thinks she, she is so right. confident in her ability that you sort of like almost want to like come to debbie for uh like debbie can you help me as opposed to debbie i can help you like who do you think you are telling me
1: what what i what help i need Cherie? i was impressed with that moment because um it's so easy to be paranoid survivor and if you have anyone coming to you and being like oh people are talking about you you're kind of like what what and debbie was just like nah she's bsing me she's trying to you know good for debbie okay but I, I agree with you I agree with you that, that it was a, that the best way to reach Debbie is uh flattery all right let's just uh, touch
0: on a few other people and then we'll get into the questions from you guys any other standouts in your mind tonight Stephen
1: uh, I mean Malcolm I thought was super charming um I you know he was great uh we talked about Varner um oh should we mention the legacy advantage which now has been upgraded to sure be day 13 well which you know final 13 that obviously should be the clue for Sierra that there's a merge at 13, right? That's the clue, <laughs> that should for, be a clue big all clue. Alright, so just yeah. to
0: reset that, so there was a secret advantage. Looks like Andrea stepped right over it. Uh, she know. missed it. And then uh, here comes Sierra Don Thomas, who had a pretty good night. I, I don't know that if night. you want to say she went full Wentworth tonight, but certainly uh, put her face on the Survivor map in terms of this season. Uh, she picks up the legacy advantage, uh, which Steven, I think that based on what we saw in millennials versus Gen X on a scale to
1: a uh, completely useless uh, medallion yeah. of power to Tyler Perry yeah. idol. Where would you put that? Yeah, I mean, it's right above the medallion, you know, it's so specifically situational and you can't even pass it off. Like, so it has to be randomly sitting in the person's hand who happens to be at danger at that specific tribal council. Like, they're really rolling the dice with this with this twist. You know, they've experimented with a lot of fun uh advantages and twists and uh this is the worst. Like goodbye legacy advantage. Even if it happens to pay off this season, even if Sierra Don Thomas is the target boot at the at the Merge Tribal Council that's just like pure luck and has nothing to do with this terrible advantage.
0: Here is my tweak to the Legacy Advantage. And and I like what they've done. That You have to use it at either this spot or this right. spot. At least we're getting, it's putting a decision less there. Bad. You could misplay it, but... Yeah. I would like Jeff Probst to announce that the legacy advantage is out there. Other than Zeke and Michaela, who uh, are the only people that would know of such a legacy advantage, right? Um, and I know, who knows if Michaela knows, but at least Zeke was on the jury at the tribal council where Ken played it. It would be nice if, like, there was like some reason to be suspicious of somebody. Oh, she might have the legacy advantage. So uh, we'll see. But after how it played out last season, I'm not expecting a big impact from the legacy advantage.
1: Yeah, I've got the legacy, Jeff. Uh, uh, um. The uh, al-
0: allegedly <laughs> advantage. No, um, okay, Stephen. Uh, and then uh, who else? Uh, Haley Ford. Uh, what, that it was a uh, up and down night for her. I thought that she was yeah. that she was, she was good in, in
1: the moment, in with the people. Totally, she was in with the right. Bad people. in the challenges. Um. Yeah, it did well. Uh Varner, we talked was good, not so good in the chat, But no, Varner, I I just
0: wanted to I, I want to uh touch on Varner that you bring him up because I thought that he was so all over the map back in when you guys played in right. Cambodia. And this time he
1: was able to sit back. And a I bit thought
0: more. that I thought that he was very calm throughout this whole thing. Yes. I loved yes. it when he was talking about how he's like uh you know that, that well it was a, such a funny moment in the episode that he's talking about the challenge he's like uh that challenge that was hell I don't want to go through with that again and then like the next breath is him in the confessional that is like I got two winners Ten. going after each other I'm in heaven so yeah
1: that was good that was good but that's like less Varner than it is like whoever edited that yeah that, um, but
0: still uh, you know I, I thought that Jeff Varner was great and uh, I'm actually much more bullish on him after I was I was very down on him coming into the season I was worried about him I feel a lot better about him after tonight. Uh yes. and and Troy Zan I thought was uh was pretty uh calm and cool, no shades of this is my island.
1: I, you know what I feel like that he had one moment of raging out and after well, winning he, in the Munich like, Challenge. Like every, that's episodes. all anyone remembers. Troy Zane I, I like Troy Zane I, I I'm so bummed they didn't get to play with Troy Zan. I know, you're, I know you're a
0: big fan, but I thought he was doing yeah. I thought he was doing a, a a good job uh tonight. And I think that him and Sandra are tighter than we expected going into the season.
1: I liked um Sarah Lacina's confessional yeah. about uh in a game changer season, people are gonna be making big moves. Uh I so it, it behooves me to sort of not be making big moves. And we, we've talked about that and I guess that's your argument for like maybe the big moves era of survivors over well, no, I,
0: but you know what? With Sarah Lucina, that I thought that she was, uh, you know, hyper aggressive in her first game, and I actually have right. really liked everything she said in the preseason, where we really expected her to be coming back and saying, "Tony, I'm, I, I, all I care about is is getting him out of the game." And she come, she has come back in the preseason and said a lot of things along the lines of, "You know what, Tony was right. You know that Tony to swear on his badge, I don't care, I'll do anything." And I, I really liked a lot of what I've heard from. From sarah Lucina this time around
1: yeah she's just not gonna play like a she's gonna play like a crook not a cop this time yeah i like that okay all right um and and uh culpepper
0: yeah i mean we it was uh definitely a much more relaxed uh brad culpepper i thought he had it's a good- hard
1: you don't see yeah anything with these they won twice you know you don't see anything it was like and by on all you saw was like the one person who was on the outside which was me and then like the you know, then a couple of people who did really well, right? Like, you saw Joe. You know, you saw Jeremy. You saw anybody else. Savage, I guess, yeah. you know. Like, did you catch – Brad Culpepper had a
0: really sick burn on Ty when they had that goat running around. They said the only way we're going uh, to kill, kill a Ty. goat is if
1: we kill Ty. Oh, I thought he was saying, like – I don't think that's what he was saying. I thought it, he was saying, left a like – They week after the uh, Korong finale. You don't think I so? I thought he was saying, like, Ty will never let us kill that goat. We'll have to kill Ty. I – Culpepper's Pepper's a sweetheart. I don't think I don't think he he was gonna like that. Was a diss. <laughs>
0: Interesting. We'll have to ask him. We'll have to ask him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you want to touch on JT and Ty? Uh, I mean, I, I really think that for, for Ty, I, I think that he was really doing a, a very bad job with the with the chickens, and that he just for that
1: Sia money. He just that got Sia that money
0: from Sia. You know how petty yeah. the survivors are. That you yeah. know that has to be going through all of their heads. Like everything about it was bad. Yeah. Between you know you're pissing off JT, saying like, hey, that's our food. Why is he feeding into the chickens? You have everybody like, oh, here Ty goes again. Oh, Ty is just trying to get camera time. He's trying to get that money from Sia again. All these things are bad for Ty.
1: Yeah. I th- again, I think it's hard when like you become a caricature and like Ty is like, now I'm the chicken guy. Like damn. And obviously it's it's real. He he does care about it's uh, <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, he does care about uh right the animals, but also like that's now part of his, his identity and his persona. So you know, I, I do think that plays into it a little bit. Um, in that argument, I was team JT. You know, like let's let's eat the food, the players, and maybe the chickens. Right, give them less food. Okay.
0: All right, let's get into some of these questions. Of course, every week we're going to take your questions. Hashtag R H A P. Stephen, two weeks from tonight, we will be at Caroline's on Broadway once again. Oh, I'm busy. I'm busy that night. Did I not tell you that? <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. No, we'll get, uh, we've got plenty of replacements ready to go. Lots oh, of people. Okay. Lots okay. Of people I was joking, Rob. For your job. Not
1: what I was expecting. Now my feelings are hurt. Okay. All right. Um, yeah okay yeah no no i'm really excited I'm really it's gonna be a great time um all right uh questions ali giancola the great to know- ali giancola I'm sorry, the great on call. Uh, it does not say that. It just says Allie. Yeah. Uh, was the edit misleading? Seems like we should have had at least an idea a Tony-Aubrey vote split was an option. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. So
0: this is the first time we get to see the new vote split rule in action. We had a tribe of nine voting. I think, what did they do? They put two votes on Aubrey? One of which was Tony's vote. One of which was Tony's vote. So I guess... Uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. So how would this have worked, Stephen? So it, was it a seven? Uh, so let's say Tony didn't put a vote on Aubrey, okay? So let's, and let's okay. say Tony did have the idol, okay? So okay. they put seven votes on Tony, one mm-hmm. vote on Aubrey, and mm-hmm. then and then Tony votes for Troy Zan, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, or he votes for Sandra, okay? So let's just say hypothetically we play this out. Tony plays the idol. Now, yep. Tony's seven votes get canceled, and now we have a 1-1 tie.
1: We go to Rocks. Uh, well, first there'll be a discussion, right? So, so I'm sorry. Are you saying Aubrey, so Aubrey and Tony don't vote together then in this scenario? Uh, I believe Aubrey voted for Tony.
0: Yeah. I think Aubrey must've caught wind of what was going on. So I'm not going down with the ship.
1: But, but I mean, in your hypothetical scenario, Aubrey is voting for Tony. Tony, let's say Tony had the idol and didn't tell Aubrey he had the idol. So Aubrey votes for Tony. Um, and then – so then everyone votes for Tony except whoever Tony voted for. Oh, no, no Aubrey has one vote too. So basically then it's a, it's a tie between – and then you sort of have that, that, that chatter time like you did at the final six in Cambodia where they can – then they talk and if they can't come to a unanimous decision about who they want to vote out, right – and the people who are not participating in that are the people who are voted for. Yeah, and in, so in that hypothetical situation, this is this is so much fun. Okay, so
0: it's one vote Aubrey, one vote Sandra. Hypothetical situation. Right. Tony just played the immunity idol. Why would Tony uh, agree to the uh, unanimous decision to vote on Aubrey? He's like, no, I want right. you guys to
1: go to rocks. That's it. That's right. fine. Totally. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. I think that's the situation that they're hoping for, right? Which is that uh, this— little faction of two is able to out-fox a giant faction, create great rock draw drama, and then you keep that faction of two. So it's not like the big alliance just chops down the little alliance. Okay,
0: it'll be exciting to see how it plays out. Okay, let's take this one from Laura Survivor. It says, did Sandra come out swinging a little too hard or did she need to, knowing that she's obviously a much larger threat? Do you think that Sandra should have backed
1: down a little bit? Again, it's hard because like, you know, if someone's targeting you, like what are you gonna do? But I, I mean, I do think like if I could choose for Sandra, yes, I would like her to have played a little bit less out there. But you know, like if someone's coming for you, like what are you gonna do? But like, uh, you know, I've still got the I still enemy. Think she me was strategy. coming
0: for Tony before Tony was coming for her. I would have loved to have seen her and Tony have a conversation and said, "Let's not do this." Let's not do yeah. this and have one of us go out and then now I have to be, you know, uh, if I don't hook up with JT, I'm the only winner that's, that's uh, on my own.
1: Yeah, and I would have loved for a lot of things to happen differently in my life. Okay, well, well
0: what is that? What do you mean? Is that <laughs> no, passive-aggressive?
1: No, I was jokingly. You would have loved for them to do that, yeah, but you know it didn't happen. You know that's that's the that's the that's the flaw. Yeah. that wasn't that wasn't passive aggressive. Was okay, it? all right. Well, I, I just think that it would be so nice to see these
0: survivors be able to instead just of that's it, it's over. I'm going. Yeah. I'm cutting for him. Like no, could, look, I'm, could we mend a fence ever?
1: I'm totally with you. I I would have loved. I also would have loved the the Tony sandra alliance i'm really bummed it didn't happen i'm so disappointed that tony's gone i was so excited for the return of tony i've been excited about the return of tony for 10 uh, no not six seasons uh and I'm, I'm really disappointed that it was that it was over so soon so uh you know i'm a little salty i will
0: say for tony that he did in two hours give us uh a, a many more great tony moments like he did not go out and you know i i regret in my game in Survivor All Stars, I went out early and I played tight, Steven. You know, I, yeah. always, I said, you know what? I'm not going to try to uh, really shake. You know, everyone's going to be nervous about me. I'm going to do my best. I'm just going to try to fit in. And I could have done a lot better job. But I regret that I, I if I was going to go out in four episodes, I wish I would have gone out swinging.
1: You know what? I regret that I went out swinging. I was like, I think, I wish I'd played a little tighter. I could have gone further. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The grass is always greener. So yeah. Scott Schaefer wants to know, what was the biggest surprise to you in the premiere? Caleb showing some strategic chops or something else? I mean, that's up there. I don't know if that's number one.
1: Biggest surprise. That's a tough one. Um what do you think? I, I, I yeah, I don't know. That, that's a tough one. All right, let me, let me uh, poll my phone
0: of friends here. What was the biggest surprise in the in the premiere, Alex? Quickly, Taron, got anything?
1: Oh, this is terrible. Your phone of friends. Got,
0: are I got, I so got three people here. Nobody's, nobody's wow. got anything.
1: You know what? I, I had forgot. Okay, I, I had forgotten. For me, it was just being like delighted with some of the people who used to delight me. You know, like you see these guys on Twitter. Like they become part of your life, and you're like. Okay, like you're like a, but then like Malcolm's there and he's like so fun, and Cerise there and she's so fun, and it's like oh my god, it's so fun to watch these guys. I, I I was delight, I was that was the surprise for me. I guess another surprise, right? Sierra Dawn. I think people you know uh, had low expectations for her, and she comes out of the gate you know real strong. I, yeah, I mean
0: coming out of the gate, doing doing fine, doing yeah. Okay. Right, come on. Don't. Uh, Alex is taking shots at Ozzy. Are you an Ozzy guy, Steven? I really like Ozzy. Yeah. Okay. Is that from, uh, from his game or from you know, you've uh, met him uh, personally?
1: Yeah, both. He's a, he's a good guy. I, you know, and, and it's so I think he gets scene. a bad rap. I've, s- I've said this a bunch of times on the podcast. People assume he's like a total dope. Yeah. And a douche. He's not a dope. Yeah. Not a dope. Okay. In a way? And a douche. Not a douche. Okay. No douche. No douche. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about Kirk Clark? uh kirk clark wants to know in addiction to balls and poles we can now add snake to the lexicon of survivor double entendre did you talk a lot about pulling out the
0: snake the, uh, the big snake
1: oh yeah yeah uh yeah 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 uh what do you okay. like
0: better uh the uh the the giant snake or chewy gal
1: Chewy gal. <laughs> That's
0: the giant dummy they had to drag through uh, Survivor <laughs> Thailand. Do you remember that?
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, I like the snake. I Jackie thought that was cool. Stacky. Who threw more shade tonight? Sandra at Tony or Props at Varner? Yeah. Uh, Props was all over Varner in the challenges of like. Oh my uh, gosh. Varner it was, yeah, is it was, completely it was, yeah. embarrassing himself.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I shade. Sandra really we went after Tony. Oh, yeah, that was brutal. The, the, that was
0: brutal at tribal council. The crap
1: talking after he's voted off. I thought that was a little bit unnecessary. Yeah,
0: that was that was a uh mean spirited. I know it gets heated and they've gone back and forth, and again, like two battering Rams, these two winners. Uh, but she said uh that Tony started off, he first said, Okay, sheep being led to the slaughter. Like uh and Sandra adds uh, And the queen stays queen Take no. your ass home uh, <laughs> And then uh, She says uh, Bye Tony Say hi to Sierra for me
1: does just mean Yeah that you was know, like, nice He's like He's like for, Been preparing for this For months Anxiety the Anticipation you know, Sitting at Ponderosa Not talking for a week And then he's Go time And his dreams are shattered Within a week You know You don't even need to twist the knife Yeah the knife, the knife is there. Uh, you know these all star seasons, we want them, and then it's like ah, uh, you know. Well, we got to talk about something. Okay, yeah, we got to. All right, you know, we we can have opinions. Uh, Jay Razormeister wants to know: Is Sandra's new plan to take out take out all the winners? Uh, I mean, one winner out does not a plan make right? Yeah, and then that would be a pretty short-lived plan. Since then, she only has one other winner to take out.
0: The, Sandra and JT uh, uh, is an interesting relationship to me. If they ever end up getting to the same point, they were hey, on, JT voted for Sandra. Yeah, he voted that she talked about that. You know that she appreciated that, but I don't yeah. get the sense they have much of a relationship uh, outside of that. But they were on the same beach in Heroes versus Villains at least for three days. So
1: I think those re- I, those things run deeper than people think. I mean, I forgot about that in uh, thirty one, and that bit me in the butt hard. Um, those, those relationships run deep. Why? What specifically? Oh, I just forgot that Tasha and Spencer, you know, like, you know, you think that the new game sort of supersedes the old game. Yeah. But I think the trust established from having been on a season together, uh, is pretty, is pretty strong. I mean, gr- yeah. Yeah. Especially at first, I guess it's different if because it was returning seasons. It's a little bit different. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's do a couple more questions. Anessa's, oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Anessa wants to know, how the hell did Sandra convince Michaela to be on her side? The rest followed suit after her, but how did she get her? Yeah, that it's is a, a head scratcher to me. Yeah, In addition to not question. knowing what Malcolm's thoughts were on the matter, maybe Malcolm just thought, hey, I'm going to be fine either way. Let me not make enemies here. But in terms of Michaela, her whole thing was, I don't want to lose challenges. I need to keep strong people around. I wonder if maybe Malk was already out on that and that there just wasn't a five-person majority for her to flip to.
1: Yeah, I, I have to think that this was like a consensus tribe thing because otherwise they did have the numbers, you know. I have to think that this was just sort of like, uh, guys, we got to get, we got to get Tony out.
0: I thought that Michaela really needed to uh, take a chill pill tonight. I mean, that she was, but she knew that, yeah. I mean, she was like more OTT than she was in Millennials versus Gen X. I don't know why she like I, I, like I think that she should have come into this game with like a, a little bit more humility. I mean, that she was a great character in Millennials versus Gen X, but now here she is with these legends of the game, and she's like, "Hey, put me in, coach. That's it. I'm tired of losing."
1: I think that's what's great about Michaela is that like she can't, you know, she's not going to show humility and like you know she's gonna. Push to win. I thought her whole thing this time, time. Stephen,
0: was that I'm not going to show people how good I am in the challenges.
1: Yeah, I love that. She can't help herself. You know, that's what makes a it's great uh, reality contestant, right? They can't help themselves. Yeah.
0: Everybody that said, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. Uh, you know, the game starts. They do it. The bell rings. They do it. Boom. All right. Exactly. Exactly. You can't, you can't escape yourself, Rob. Yes.
1: Try as I might. I hear you.
0: Okay. Uh, Frank DiNardo, with Tony voted out second, do you think that this could actually be a good thing for Tony if he plays a third time? I mean, I can't imagine it's a bad thing for Tony. Um, you know?
1: I think it's a good thing for Tony.
0: It's a good thing for Tony. Time. You know, Tony had said yeah. in the preseason, he had said something along the lines of, I will come back and I will play again. If I win, I'll keep playing until I don't win. And then I'll never play again. And I hope that's not the case, Tony.
1: Don't rob us I of I think Tony. losing makes you want to play more, right? Like winning, you know, like you don't gambling. feel like. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What do I do? One more question? Uh, Stefan Van Sant wants to know, uh, Sandra voted Aubrey, but acted like she voted Tony.
0: Yeah, maybe this was just that Sandra was trying to protect herself in case Tony played an idol. Maybe she was acting rogue.
1: Yeah, I actually thought she just wanted to like the credit for eliminating Tony, right? Like this was her move and she wanted it to be her move.
0: Yeah, uh, either one is possible. Hopefully we get some insight in uh, secret scenes along the way. Uh, I'm sure a lot of that stuff is going to be up on CBS.com. One one, one more question? Yeah, let's do it. One more. Because you, you guys were good tonight. Trevor Roberts says Troy Zan both mellowed and found himself set up potentially yeah.
1: well. Troy's in a great spot, and he's very chill. Yeah.
0: Although, what is he wearing? Like a kimono? He's wearing like a giant shirt out there, Stephen.
1: Troy Zan in the early days of One World was not... Erratic, right? <laughs> I remember Troyzan's confessionals in the first part of One World, and he's like, "Yeah, I love these nerds that I'm hanging out with." You know, he was like, "So ch- he was." I don't know. You no, know, he was in the Outcast lot I mean, we you know, uh, we did uh, you know a profile on him,
0: just like all the players, and he actually that he had an underreported uh, social game. Again, when yes. things are going when things are going well, uh, the the problem is always going to be with Troyzan. If he ends up on the wrong side of the numbers, if things don't go his way, how does he handle taking a punch? And so far, everything has been, you know, totally great for Troyzan, and he's been absolutely lovely and everybody loves him. But does he, you know, have a short fuse if the votes go against him at any point?
1: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh,
0: that's the question. That's the thing. Okay. All right. So we will see. So many unanswered questions to go with 18 game changers left. Steven, my question for you, and I think I know oh. the answer who is getting the fishy in your highly anticipated premiere blog on people.com?
1: I'm giving two away. Two away. One for the, the first, first hour, one first, for the second? The f- no. The first is for Sandra. Okay. Right. So, I, right? That's what you'd have guessed, right? I think you have to give it to Sandra here. Yeah. Yeah. The second is for Jeremy. Okay, why? Because, you know, I think... And, you know, re- read the blog. Because you owe him one from when he it. played that idol on you still? Yeah, he gets officially every, every blog. No, because I thought... I, first of all, I think it's fun for myself to to do something, like, to give it to people who, have not, who are not even on the season. You know, I've got to keep this stuff fresh for, for myself. But, uh, you know, I really think that the Jeremy is defining the way that a lot of these people are playing now. I think that Jeremy's successful uh meat shield strategy has maybe fundamentally changed, not just the game, but the meta game I and mean, the way people, you know, it's like, you know, you think back to heroes versus villains and the Russell versus Rob days. That's like, we Titans need to battle it out. You know, We need to you know, go after each other. Here, people are thinking about the game completely differently, and I really think Jeremy had a big part of it.
0: I'm glad to see that you finally uh, come around to what I've been saying for years on this show now, Stephen, that I do feel like that where Tony, as we've talked about, just to bring this full circle, with Sierra and Tony, the faces of the big moves era, I do think that, that Jeremy was the flip side of that, where yes. instead of creating chaos, Jeremy excelled in a situation where he put everybody at ease and kept everybody comfortable around him and allowed these other players who might in other situations go after each other to sort of like uh, progress further into the game. And Oh, I, oh go ahead. Yeah. And I wonder what will be, we've talked so much about the evolution of the game, but what will be the next
1: evolution after that? I, I, I absolutely, right, right. What's the next step? Look, I absolutely think that in the big moves era of Survivor, the people who are going to do the best are the people who are not making big moves um so i'm with you 100 you know big moves era wonderful television i don't think it's going away i think you're if you think it's going away uh you know you've got you got to listen to what these folks are saying you got ozzy out there eh, game changers we got to make big moves you know you got how many people you know how many people out there? sierra Sierra, uh you know i got to make big moves you know like everyone out there even this season is saying that i just think it really favors the two or three people who are saying like You know what? I don't have to make big moves. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think that uh, Jeremy is the kind of player that is best situated to weather out the storm of those big moves.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Wait, uh, I've got a question for you now, Rob. No, no, no plaid. What I mean is this a new thing? No, it is not a new thing, Stephen. I am in mourning tonight after the loss
0: of uh, oh. one of my all-time favorite Survivor players, Tony, going out. So I am. Uh, oh, I didn't pick it up. I am where I am in. I am in mourning, and I'm very sad. Sad to see Sierra go as well. But you know, I really had my heart set on many months of Tony on my TV, and uh, that has been taken from me. And I understand I'm going to be mature about it, but. Uh, I'm very, I'm very disappointed, but happy to have
1: had at least, uh, two hours of Tony tonight. Uh, yeah, it was great. It was great. Uh, you know, gone too soon. Yes. Yes. And he's still the best. Okay.
0: Everybody. How about that? Still the best. Still the best. And you know, like, uh, I'm not talking about like the greatest survivor player ever, but just in terms of, uh, the combination of entertainment and gameplay, that's the best Tony. And, uh, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow and catch up.
1: I'm so jealous. Okay. All
0: right. Well, so oh, Steven, uh, this was so much fun to catch up with you as well. Looking forward yeah. to doing it again. I feel like that we were, sh- let's do it again.
1: Let's do it next week. Yeah. Same time. Let's keep, let's keep it going. Let's
0: keep it going. Yeah, we'll do it at one hour earlier and maybe even a little earlier than that. So uh, that will all be next week on the podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Rob has a website.com slash iTunes for the subscription link. Don't miss Steven's people Blog, so You can read all about uh, Jeremy and Sandra getting fishies. Uh, follow Steven Fishback on Twitter at Stephen Fishback
1: That's uh, spelled like the the animal and then the composer, okay. Fishbach.
0: And then also we will have uh, my uh, double exit interview, Tony and Sierra. And then we will also have uh, my sit down with Vitas, who will be here in the studio with me and get your voicemails in for the voicemail show. We're recording it on Friday with Cass. Uh, go to robin's Website.com slash voicemail or three, two, three, two, eight, two, R.H.A.P. Taryn, do you want to plug the Big Brother Canada preview show you guys are doing in the morning? Here, just walk over. Walk over here.
1: Yeah, they're they're releasing the second half of the Big Brother Canada cast tomorrow morning, and we're going to be talking about it at eight o'clock. I don't I don't even know if we're doing it live, but uh, well, the podcast will be out very very soon afterwards. So,
0: all right, Steven, are you jealous of this? Yes. Yes. And be on the lookout for the second half of my Big Brother Canada five interviews from Sequester. My pregame interviews with the Big Brother Five uh, Canada cast. Half are up on All Stars. Yeah, it's it's fans versus favorites. Apparently, uh, it's oh, half and half. Who's who's on it? Uh, we'll who's, talk who's about it. After, we'll talk about it after we get off. But, uh, the Survivor fans don't want to don't want to hear this. Uh, Josh, <laughs> no, Josh Wiggler. No, in don't position. I also okay? don't
1: want to hear about it.
0: All right. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Robswebsite. Com. Uh, thanks so much to everybody who joined us live. I know it's late. Thanks, Scott Saint Pierre, and. Uh, Can't wait to get back into this. Take care, everybody. Have
1: a good one. Bye.